You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garmer. Here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, um, we have a few things to talk about here, namely the newly released today, Sea of Stars. I've been playing that. I'll talk about that here. Mark has been playing a, uh, another game that starts with an S, Strangers of Paradise, Fall Fantasy Origins. Uh, we'll get to hear his thoughts on that. Um, so Microsoft and Xbox have been in the news a lot. Uh, this past week outside of what's been going on at Gamescom. Uh, so we'll get into all of their things. We'll talk about some of that opening night live as well. And uh, that PlayStation Portal has finally got a name and a price and all that. We'll talk about that. And a few other things as well. Uh, so going here, let's go ahead and get the housekeeping out of the way. If this is the first time listening or first time listening, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us here and hopefully you will continue to watch or listen and if you'd like to do that you can do that very simply here by subscribing to the youtube channel w2 network and then of course going on and also subscribing on the podcast side if you prefer the audio side you can go and find us video games to the max wherever there are podcasts and you can go and just Find it there, subscribe, follow, whatever it is that you use, whether it's Spotify, our radio, iTunes, all of that. Uh, we are there. You can find us. And, of course, if you subscribe to the YouTube page, uh, you'll get not only what we do here on the video game side. You do our, our partners over there, routes and Broadcasting. Uh, they do all the entertainment stuff. So last week they reviewed uh, Blue Beetle. This week... Uh, for some reason, I can't think of the movie that just came out. Um, I hate it when I'm doing this and I'm drawing a total blank. Absolute terrible. Gran Turismo? Uh, yes, Gran Turismo. A video game movie. There you go. And apparently you'll find out if the critics were right or wrong. And apparently this is actually a, a very good movie. So now I'm actually kind of thinking about going to the theater and seeing it, uh, to be honest, since they have that $5 thing here. Uh, but I've got to catch up on on a bunch of other movies that I haven't watched yet. So, or just wait for all that to hit streaming. Uh, one of the two, um, which I guess Gantrisa will at some point show up on Netflix. I don't know how Sony's deal with them works. But either way, uh, yeah, definitely you can go check that out. Uh, News Taught the Cakey is up there as well if you want to know all the things going on with anime. And then you can go ahead and. Yeah, uh, I don't know that uh, Jens and, and Randy have done a chat select in a while, but that's up there as well, the video game movie review folks. So I guess at some point they'll review Gran Turismo to know uh, when that will be. So without further ado, theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know because they they have a schedule. Um, and then I, I think that with all the things both of them have going on, they get behind. So, yeah, that. uh being said, let's go ahead and uh, move on to what we're playing. I guess go ahead and s- start with you, Mark, because mine's probably going to be on the the longer side. Um, yeah, I got about halfway through Jedi Fallen or Jedi Survivor, and just kind of 
well, I went in the hospital and then I came back to it and I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I gave that up for a while and I bought Strangers of Paradise like four, like three or four months ago. Uh, cause I heard about the crazy shit that goes on in that game and chaos, chaos, chaos. Definitely. Well, that, and like Jack is the most like limp biscuit listening to motherfucker ever, which is just hilarious to think of another like, Final Fantasy hero sense. Uh, so I'm about 12 hours into it. It's good. I actually like really oddly like it, which is strange because I hated the demo. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. The vote. Yeah. You, you I, I, the I think demo I died in the demo it, and yeah. I was like, fuck this. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, but I'm, I just picked up the third crystal. You get like a choice between doing like the fire and earth crystal. And I did both of them because kind of, well, it's story mandated, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I like the fact that there are side missions for most levels that are basically just run back through the level backward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, the, the thing, I mean, I like that it's multiplayer, but Jens doesn't want to play it with me or he doesn't want to. I mean, he just, I think he derisively called it like a Neo light or, you know, Souls light. And I'm like, so? Yes, like, it is. Yeah. The game is but like that's stupid what's cool. Easy. It's got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not. For me that doesn't play those at all, it did there was a learning curve. I it took me right. a bit to kind of get used to that and uh understanding the blocking and and all of that. Uh cuz I don't play those games that much. Uh but for, you know, you or Yens, I'm sure it was much easier and yes, I probably for you guys it would be stupid easy, but the whole point of it is that it's like a fun game that has Final Fantasy shit in it and no, I mean no, it doesn't. <laughs> like that's the funny part to me. It does have some of it. Yeah. It has chaos, but like that's the only thing, you know. I get to see it. It has the crystals me. and well it has like yeah. a few like it has some of the enemies, like cactar. Yeah, but it, it's based but, like, on Final Fantasy One, so it's sure, not yeah. like it remember that was the game that before we they established everything right. has to do with Final Fantasy. So I get to see Chocobo yeah. or Cease to pop up, let's say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, plus that game, you know, it tries to kind of be low budget as well. <laughs> it's, uh, like, yeah. you know, there's no world. Right. And not, like, you yeah, just talk to the same or... six people constantly. Uh, yes. It's really, okay. The really weird thing about that game to me is the gear system. Yes. Like in a given mission, you get over a hundred pieces of gear easily. Mm -hmm. Uh, to the and you're constantly like, going to the menu every two or three minutes to look at what gear you got. No, and see if you, I don't. I just say fuck you it. Don't? Okay. I just keep rolling because you know it doesn't doesn't matter at all. You know, uh, to the point where like they have an automatic dis like dismantle system where you can set up like various uh, filters or like rules. Like, oh, if I want to auto dismantle every piece of gear under level level twenty or like under level that has three st like stars or below and stuff like that. Uh, I I don't change any of my gear. I just say like auto do do what you what you think is best, and that's it. Because <laughs> you get so much like you get so much pieces of many pieces of gear that it just becomes insane. And yeah, it's, no, I, it's like the like, problem of like none of this matters, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then they have the like different pieces, right? The like rare and yeah, all that like, other stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of follows the color trinity of like blue, you know. But it doesn't follow it correctly because it goes like blue, purple, or gr I think it's like 
Blue. It has orange, if I remember right. Like, I haven't seen orange. It goes, but yeah. I think it goes like blue, yellow, purple, or blue, yellow, green, purple. I think purple is like the max I've seen so far. Uh, that's not quite correct, at least for this type of like loot rar- rarity system, but it's close enough. Uh, but yeah, it's nuts. And like, I, I, it's like you can't pause the game, or like pausing, like you, have, you have like a menu, but the game doesn't actually pause when you go into it. You have to like press the pause button. Which is baffling because it's like the game should like you think the game would want to pause so you could change classes or do shit, but you can't. Like not when you're in the middle of battle, <laughs> where it might actually be useful. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Like I'll probably finish that game at least one or two rounds because uh, I know it's like pretty cyclical and like like new game plus or that's the whole point really. <laughs> yes, um, it again. exactly. Uh, well, but they have the DLC also. Well, yeah, I know they that, have like but I mean, like three different DLCs. Yeah, there's there's three. Uh, but I know like, oh, to unlock chaos difficulty, you have to beat the game once. Because I looked at the trophy list, and I'm like, how? Oh, it's like, do you care about trophies at all, or no? Um, not really. I mean, I, I mean I, if, if I'm it, playing a game, I do. If it's for but... a game I really like, then I'll care. Like when I did Persona Five, you know that that one, I was like, this game isn't going to beat me, beat this fucker. But right. most of the time, I don't care. So I, I looked at the, or I, I might give like a cursory look, like what am I going to miss anything, or is and is the potential to miss anything? But it's funny because like Yen's really cares about trophies, and it's like, why, you know? Like, yeah, Randy is uh, big on trophies. Yeah. I mean, for some for some stuff, I guess maybe, but it's like, oh, he was concerned about like the Diablo Four trophies, and I'm like, you don't even like the game. What is what the fuck does this matter to you at all? Like, uh. So yeah, I looked at like there's like a chaos difficulty mode once you beat the game. Uh but yeah, I I like it. The characters are so dumb, it's great. Uh and it's like it really is like gothic Barbie dreamhouse game or like dress up game. Because you get so many pieces of dumb clothing that looks like it belongs in a lacuna coil music video or some gothic, you know, metal band. I can see all of you people wearing all this stuff all the time. I like it, and the combat is pretty good. And that one-hit kill thing is hysterical. Because <laughs> Jack is, like, suplexing suplexing enemies, uh, like, left and right to do his attack thing, or his dumb, I'm getting magic back thing. But I like Kings okay. of Paradise. I'll finish it. Uh, I mean, it came out last year, but, I mean, it might have yeah, been like, my game I... list, or not, obviously not, like, top of the list or anything. But it had somewhere, you know. Yeah, it'll. I, we can maybe do something about old games we played or something like that. Um, uh, I haven't. I haven't played it, but I know Yen's really like an Armored Core Six. Uh, oh, he's actually playing a game besides something with you. What a miracle! Well, he's also playing that weird musical game that. Uh, oh, Stray Gods. Yeah, he likes yeah. that a lot. But Armored Core Six, like it's an, it's more of an investment, like to get into. Right. So he's, I think he's only played like a, a handful of times. It's just funny because you know he never played that franchise before, <laughs> and That's I'm glad. Weird. Doesn't he like mechs or? Uh, I think he, I mean yeah, but I mean that was a pretty niche franchise, and yeah. it's not like from software was on anyone's radar before. You know, Dark Dark Souls and Demon Souls or like that. So right. Um, now I remember that Tunic also came out the same week, and that's what I was playing. Stranger uh, I played this and Tunic at the same time, but I wound up playing more Tunic. 
and then that's why this kind of fell by the wayside and then i can't nothing else for that rest of the uh, month came out that i right. was yeah but yeah I'm, oh I'm i was feeling, also playing triangle strategy as well uh, yeah uh, so I, i'm feeling pretty ambivalent about new games like I, i'd like to play armored core but i'll you know i'll wait till it goes on sale same with like hogwarts or same with you know other stuff i just want to buy hogwarts hasn't gone on a sale yet i'm surprised not really <laughs> no that's probably at least gone to like 50 or 45 is just i know you're probably looking for something cheaper no it mm -hmm. hasn't <laughs> like really yeah like amazon still has it for 70 and uh let me check not even one digital sale at all uh ever? gamestop has it for 55 used which is, i mean uh, i mean yeah that's slightly okay but that's that's what 45 would have been if it was 60. yeah yeah so that seems about right but yeah the last thing i did or the last big game thing i did is i bought a copy of kuon that's the game you were talking about last week, right? Yep. Okay. With a nice fat $700 price tag. Mm. Wow. Which is actually a, was a good deal. <laughs> you actually uh, paid the whole $700? Hell no. Okay. Fuck no. Okay. I traded in uh, my Game Boy Advance SP, uh, my copy of Chrono Trigger, uh, like a oh, wow. race that I don't care about. The funniest, the two funniest things what happened was. Uh, I tried to trade in my TurboGrafx-16 because there's a store down the road, like four, like three miles down. Like it is a strict used game store, and I knew they would give me a hundred dollars cash or like one thirty store credit or one twenty, I think, because they post their buy prices every month. So the store I was selling this the system at for Kuon, I was like, if they give me a little less, I'm fine. If they give me like ninety in store credit or like a hundred in store right. credit, that's fine. You know? They were gonna give me like sixty-seven dollars in store credit, and I was like, "Fuck this!" So I took it Why? back, went down to the game, the other game store, and sold it there with for cash, and then came back like a half hour later. <laughs> I, I I don't know. It was it was like really weird because it's like I can easily prove that they'll give me a hundred dollars in cash, like they have yeah. pictures saying what they'll give. Right. The, the other funny thing that happened was, uh, if you spend a hundred dollars, you get. 100 points and basically that turns into like a 10% off coupon. Okay. Uh it's what's well, 10% off max $25. So okay. like let's say you buy a $1000 game or something. Like the max the max discount would only be $25 cuz you know they don't want to give you 10% because that's 100 $100. Right. So I had one of those coupons or I had one of those discounts and the clerk ringing me up she was like oh, I need to ask my I need to ask the manager. Cause she was like, well, it's supposed, I'm only supposed to give you $25 off. I just kind of, I just kind of nodded my head. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've been through this drill and the guy came over and he was like, no, give him the 10%. And she was like, no, because that's $70. Like that's more than the $25. And he was like, no, give him the 10%. And he did this like <laughs> three or four times. And she was like, I don't want to get in trouble. And he was like, well, this is like I'm the assistant manager telling you to do this, so it's fine. And she was like, "All right." <laughs> and then she gave me the wow. seventy dollars off, and I'm like, "I'm not gonna." That, you know what? You never hear that from any other store. Any other store would have yeah. said that girl's right. Yeah, exactly. I I knew she was like, right too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> it's because the manager's I, job is to make you pay the most money so they get the most profit. Wow. That's, I, I guess they went to. He, she said they went to like new training. They may have gotten like a new PO, like a point of sale system or something. Uh, so it might I might have was supposed to probably do it automatically, but I guess the new one doesn't do that or whatever. Or I mean, who knows? But I was mm -hmm. like, I, I ain't gonna argue. I'll just take this game and go and run. Right? Run yeah, exactly. Like, let me get out of here before they t they figure out they did the wrong thing. Yeah, and until they chase me down in the parking lot and say, "Hey, pay right. more." And I'm like, "No, I'm out of the store later." <laughs> All right, so anything else? Uh, not really. Uh, I'm just happy to have Kuan. I bought a case for it. Mm. That's awesome. I'll never play it. <laughs> but that's like an early from software game, which Jens didn't yeah. had no clue about, which I thought was funny. <laughs> but that's cool. I mean, now it's a collector's item. And as, as uh, you know, they've sort of soft announced an Elden Ring 2. As they get more and more popular, you know, something like Kuan is going to be even more and more valuable. So Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty cool right there. Right. So getting on to, I guess, one of the headline things here. Uh, I've been playing Sea of Stars uh, for most of the day. As I sit here and realize that I didn't have my freaking... Uh, <laughs> I love having a V producer while I'm, I'm also having to talk at the same time. So, um, yeah. It's... Uh, I'm sitting here trying to play this trailer at the same time that i'm doing this anyway so most of y'all have probably if you are on the internet at all um have heard that this was a kickstarter game that all of a sudden got a publishing deal with uh the tinsley folks they're also the ones that do devolver digitals pr and a bunch of other um people's pr so uh, they've been getting increasing and increasing hype since the game, you know, got delayed and has been at several different, you know, it's been in Nintendo Directs. It's been at, uh, it was at the, what is it? The, oh my God, whatever Keeley, the Summer Games Fest thing. Yeah. Uh, it's had several demos. So you probably, if you're in the gaming sphere, you've had a chance, an opportunity, or you've seen that this is available for it to be played. Um, I played the demo. I already knew I was going to love this game because it's inspired by Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI, all those old SNES RPGs. Uh, and then, of course, Yusinir Matsuda is doing some of the music that also worked on Chrono Trigger. So um, that's also an amazing win there. Uh, it was funny. I was in one of the opening areas, and I somebody called me. And, of course, I had that on the background, and they're like, Oh, that music is so soothing, but it's actually really good. It's like I kind of want to go to sleep, but also it's good. So, uh, right. and, I, and this is a you know they know what video games are. They kind of a gamer, but they're not a gamer like you know me, you and I. So, right, casual. Um, yeah, very casual. Uh, so you know she likes playing Marvel Snap and things things that have to do with playing games in your phone. So that being said, this uh, this game. I feel like if you didn't see all the review roundup, it's been getting tens and nines. And uh, the completionist gave it his game of the year for right now. And this is after everything that's already come out. Of course, you still have Starfield. And if you haven't played Baldur's Gate because you don't play PC games, that's still coming. And uh, we have more on the Baldur's Gate Xbox scenario in a second. Or not a second, but a little bit later. So this game... For me, I I haven't pl I th I've gotten past the I guess what you would consider the tutorial area or the 
opening area and now into like where you're kind of doing your own thing. Right. And I, I uh, really like the, the opening setup. I love the characters so far. I've heard the story apparently takes a while to get going. Uh, and that might be one of the negatives as far as like just kind of surmising reviews. I've, I'm trying not to read reviews uh, thoroughly. So, but it is on Game Pass. It is on PS Plus as well. So if you don't have Game Pass, but you have PS Plus, you, you can play it either one. Um, it's, a, like I said, it's a JRPG based on turns. It uh, has a lot the Chrono Trigger like combo system. Uh, as well, the characters are kind of modeled in the same kind of way. Uh, it has a, but the 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 turn based stuff is fun. Like you can see when the enemies are going to attack, which is helpful uh, to let you know what you should be doing. And also, there's like a little wheel that pops up uh, above one of the because there's usually multiple enemies in a battle unless you're fighting a boss right yeah that you have it'll tell you like what their weakness is and then based on how many turns they have coming you then have to decide like based on whichever one of the characters you're using you know has a turn at that time you know oh can you actually do this before that enemy's turn comes up which I have had that happen where I was able to have the combo ready and I knocked off the uh, the two things that were on the roll and I basically stopped them from attacking for that turn and I got an extra turn based off of it. A lot of times, because of which character's turn you have, you're not going to be able to block it. So it's just kind of there, unfortunately. You're not going to do anything about it, but you can. It also has a different system that where you kind of have to be, it's turn-based, but you kind of have to be active because you have the ability to, every time you attack, you can, if you do it at the right time, and they actually have like a little ring that you can, that they give you once you get out of the tutorial area that helps you know when you've done it correctly. If you press A at the exact time when they're you're going to attack or the enemy's going to attack you, you can maximize the damage or you can lessen the damage. Also, so it's a neat little system that like keeps you active during the battles where you're not just pressing A. Um, and then I mean, you know, yeah, it sounds like Mario RPG, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's based off there's some paper Mario, Mario RPG stuff in that too. Um, and then also you have the the skill system is not, um, the skill system is is uh different also because. You have to actively move up your MP. You can't just know uh, if you don't. So basically, usually one of your attacks is gonna me- you're gonna take up your whole MP, one of your skills, and then you have to attack to then get your MP back. So it's another like system where you're not able to just spam the same move over and over. You have to constantly think about how much MP do I have? Do I need to use this to use a heal? Do I need to use it to use an attack? Do I go ahead and just use my strongest skill? And also the cool thing about some of the skills is that, like, let's say um, Valerie. So there, there's two main characters, Valerie and Zane is the, the boy with the golden hair. And then Valerie has, like, blue hair um, because they're the sun and the moon, uh, whatever. <laughs> I forgot what they call them. But 
either way, they they each have like attacks that are based off of the sun and the moon. So hers, which I chose her as the my main character, but it doesn't really matter. You can switch them back and forth if you want to play as Zane. Um, you can play as Zane and then switch back to Valerie if you want. Either way, you're going to control all of them in battle, but it's basically who you move around and who your kind of main-ish character is. And she has an attack that is like a boomerang. You can, once you release it, if you time it right, you can keep boomeranging it back and forth between you and the enemy, and then it goes into other enemies. So you can literally hit all the enemies at once if you're good at it. And once you figure out how to make it work, you can usually do it like three or four times before it goes nuts, and it's really hard to do. And then, like, uh, Zane has, like, a a fireball, like a spirit ball that you can basically do, like, a sort of spirit bomb thing with it where you press A a bunch of times and then you'll, you can maximize it out and then it'll do the, the most damage that it possibly can. So yeah. it's, I just, I love the fact that there's, like, and there's probably more systems that come on after where I'm at. So... That I like. I love the fact that there seems to be more things added onto it uh, as you go along, and just from the opening part of the game, uh, it's it's already fun. So I can imagine that it gets even even more fun uh, as things go on. Uh, I've already found that there's a little fishing mini game as well. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, saw that in the yeah. uh, in the trailer. Uh, just to answer your question. I don't know how to pronounce your your twi- your Twitch handle, but uh, I got a, We got a question here. Watching it, if you're watching live or listening live or listening later, how long is the game? Um, if you play just like the main story, it's 20 hours. If you play anywhere the main to side story, it's about 27 ish hours. So it's not super long. Um, but it is kind of like your typical RPG around 25, 30 hours. So uh, that's still a, still a pretty meaty amount. It is like $35. Uh, if you decide to buy it, say on switch or just on the console of choice, and you don't want to get it off PS plus or game pass, or you don't have those uh, for some reason. So that's, it is a little bit of a hefty price for an indie game, but that's sort of like the premium indie game price right now is between 30 to forty dollars, so you know, do with that what you will. Yeah, but I feel like it's totally worth it. And just as you know, the the little fish mini game is actually not easy per se. Like it took me a little while to get used to it, but it felt like there was definitely. I don't know if there's a strength with that. Like eventually, you get depending on your level. Like depends on how of what kind of fish you can get because. I'm guessing besides the jellyfish and the what they call it the man o war or something and the the little the trout, if I try to get something bigger, there's no way that it would make it through the entire pond. It would eventually cut my line. And I right. tried like three or yeah. four or five different times and it cut my line every single time. So I'm not we sure did. if I come back later it'll Well you probably need like a better fishing rod or get some maybe something, you know. <laughs> Maybe th- that's what it is. Um, but yeah, the, the, like I'm gonna, there's, there's fun. The puzzles are really fun uh, as well. Like just the opening dungeon that I was in, you, there's various ways for you to go around. Uh, it encourages you to try to go get the chest that's over there. 
and you kind of have to figure out which route you need to go to to get over there and then go back. And you can easily, if you just go the main route, you can easily miss things. Like after I beat the first boss, if you go where he was, there's two chests there. But if you just go out the exit, you'll completely miss it and just go out the cavern. So right. yeah, yeah. It I I really like the way they did this. Um, I'm hoping that the story isn't as a down as much of a downer as it looks like a lot of the reviews are saying it is. Um, but I know the game, the uh, the gameplay and stuff has been keeping me in it. Um, and okay, so he's he's asking the question due to the fact that it is going to get a physical Switch release in 2024. Um, uh, yeah, and I I would agree with you there. If you're gonna go ahead and beat, now I don't know if for me I I've said this before on on my end, but I get you because once it's on Switch, it usually will take a while for it to come down in price. If they are going to charge the forty full forty dollars, which I'm sure they are, or even more because it's physical. If I go and play it on Xbox Game Pass or PC Game Pass or whatever for a dollar or free or even paying the $15 monthly or the $10 monthly, would I go and buy it on Switch later? Probably not because there's not really a reason to go unless they add a new game plus later that maybe adds a lot of things. We don't know until we get there, right? Because if that Switch version is not coming until next year, they have a lot of time between now in that 2024 release to add things to the game. Yeah. Um, and, and if, if, if the hype continues and obviously right now is a really bad time for this game to come out because uh, Baldur's Gate three and Starfield is about to eat its lunch in about a week yep. uh, <laughs> or, or in a couple of days, honestly uh, for Starfield, because a lot of people have bought the um, deluxe edition, the or, deluxe edition, yeah. which I forgot to put this in the, uh, in the dock, but it looks like it does not matter that Microsoft owns Bethesda. Bethesda is still doing Bethesda things when it comes to the review copies. They are yeah, those... still holding true to their thing about we are not going to give you early review copies. You're getting review copies when everybody else gets them. Um, that's well, so no. yeah because like no, they're doing that for like the UK or like Europe. Because Americans have early review copies. No, I mean, but that's such a... Well, that matters. But I wanna, no, but the, the funniest thing to me is the one that Eurogamer posted, which is like, yeah. oh, we're giving a code only to Digital Foundry, but not you guys. It's like, why? <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. But, right. Um, and thanks, Scott, for, for being in here and watching. He's saying that there's a trick to the fishing guinea game. You got to make sure... You only reel in the highlight in the highlighted area. If they start getting rowdy, stop reeling and wait to go back to the highlighted line. Okay, that makes sense. so. so uh, it's like every every fishing <laughs> mini game ever. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, also, Scott reviewed the game for Outer Haven. He gave it a five out of five. It's actually on some of the review roundups. If you go look for it on Twitter, sadly that Sabotage and Tinsley didn't put it on uh, the poster or whatever. Hey, at least at least they're getting mentioned there with some of the other folks. So that's really cool for Scott and Outer and our our friends over there at the Outer Haven as well. So yeah, man, I'm enjoying the heck out of Sea of Stars right now. Uh, like I said, the combat is worth going and playing the game for because it's really fun. It keeps you in it all the time. Um, I'm in. I like the early conceit of the story. Let's see where that goes. Um, I like the characters so far. I love the. 
I haven't gotten to see him again yet, but Garl, your your cook friend that's actually not like a he's not a, a solstice warrior as uh Valerie and Zane are, but he's still like your comic relief fun friend and I, I loved him at the beginning of the game, so we'll see once he comes back in, which he obviously does because he's in the demo. Um, if he keeps being his jolly self. There's a really sweet um part where you're in this tutorial because the whole conceit of that is that it's almost like a Dragon Ball Z kind of thing where like they have to train for years and years to become solstice warriors, right? To gain their powers, to gain their magic powers and gain all of this. And so in all of these years of training, their friend cannot see them at all, right? But he's going to school on his own somewhere else in the town. But he still remembers them. Like, we don't know how many years this is later. And he makes it a point to, like, try to sneak in there to give them some cookies that he made. And he writes them a note. And it's really cute. And it's like, ah, that's sweet. Like, I, I love that already. You know, like, so I don't know how many more moments like that you're going to get in the game. But I thought that that was really sweet. And, and it's cool that, you know. They they made an effort to give him some character there. Um, yeah. And yeah, just like I was saying, uh, right before Scott had commented that, yes, this game is probably going to get eaten alive by Starfield and Baldur's I mean, Gate 3. Yeah. yeah, that happens when you release between, you know, two big other RPGs. I mean, it happens like shooters like Titanfall 2 and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully people will will get the time to play it. Again, it's not as... um, The one thing that is good is that it's a different RPG, right? So let's say you It's like the traditional RPG, not... Well, okay, but still, okay, we're talking about a JRPG compared to a Western RPG, whatever you want to term it. I'm saying that it's different in the aspect of, okay, let's say you didn't play Final Fantasy 16. Uh, It wasn't for you or whatever. And you played Octopath Traveler 2 and you're looking for something kind of more in that vein. This fits that bill and it's different enough from Baldur, and it's totally different from Baldur's Gate and Starfield that if this is more your bag, you definitely have a game to play right now and you'll keep you can keep playing it. Uh it's short, it's short compared to what those games are. Uh Baldur's Gate is ridiculously long, especially because it encourages you to keep doing different things, not just following the main story and Starfield is going to do the same thing. So yeah, it, I mean, if you want more of your, like you said, traditional old school RPG, you got that one, you can play in your 30 hours and then you can go and play the other games if you want, or you can try to play all three at once, whatever floats your boat. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's hard. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, but yeah. Um, So that's the only game I've, I've been playing uh, this week. Um, I played a well, I played a little bit more, but you know, I said my piece uh, on that game last week. You can go watch or listen last week to see. You gave it to Stunner it. last week, so yeah, definitely. Uh, just like uh, Randy Santos gave it to Center, I gave it to Center. We're going on uh, with that. So <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> That's a bad joke there, like. Um, so yes, I agree with you, Scott. Learning how to figure out how to. Um, Immerse yourself in all this time uh, between Starfield, Baldur's Gate, and the. Uh, well, it's going to be fun for everybody. 
Not for you, because you only care about one of those three games. So, well, I, I'm still gonna play Starfield at least because it's there. I don't know about investing in Baldur's Gate because I, you know, I'm kind of intrigued, but knowing See, that like, you have to like roll for everything is not between the bad. two. Like, you should yeah. be more into you should be more into like Baldur's Gate three because it has, you know, a party system and well, more of a but, better writing, uh, less glitchy. And it has less. You don't like Western RPGs, and you don't really like shooters. So I do like shooters. I don't like. Yeah, but it's still all hidden dice rolls. You know, it's not like it's not like Call of Duty one to one shooting, you know, or anything. Right, but it seems like every freaking side mission that they showed in that big forty-five minute presentation of Starfield was you're going to be shooting somebody. So yeah, I don't know. And then also, I haven't watched it, but apparently, like forty-five minutes of the opening leaked online. Yeah, some and, guy leaked it, and then he got his ass arrested. So yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so th- that's interesting that they're also doing that. They're kind of being weird about like who gets codes, all that stuff. It feels like they kind of don't want people to possibly dissuade someone from canceling their pre-order for the big bundle since well, that comes I, out in a couple of days. But. I mean, I joked about it a few days, a few weeks ago, but I said on Twitter, I was like. It'll be funny if all the reviews hit for Starfield and they're all like sixes or, you know, six or seven, you know? I really hope not. Like, it's, I, I don't think it would be good for gaming as a whole to have this big game that Microsoft is hoping changes everything for them, becomes like another middling game because that's just not, I think it's going to, it's going to hurt as far as like, they're really hoping this is the one. This is the one that's going to carry them for a while, and now it's going to start their roll of titles, aside from Forza. <laughs> It'll start know. their renaissance, just like the last five games they've promised to have. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, technically, yeah. Aside from the small, the small, right, that have been good. but Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't know that I'm going to skip it. I'm not going to buy it as soon as it comes out because I'll still be playing Sea of Stars and then Starfield is there. I don't know. Like I have to go look at whatever else is coming out between now and December and do the math as far as what I can afford and all those things, you know, there's bills and car payments and everything else. Um, And I don't want to go ask for a review code for something that, you know, I may not have time to review either. So I might yeah. be able to get a review code for that one. I have to ask my friend who worked on it. See, as long as one of us is getting to check it out, I think that's that's good, at least for the show. And um, I, would have, I, mean, I would have asked for a PC review code, but I know my PC can't run it. So. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I would definitely say your PC is probably not going to. But, yeah. Um, and and actually interesting that, that Scott says that he's restarted Baldur's Gate like five times. Uh, cause he started playing by himself and then he played with friends and then he played with his wife and then, uh, right, yeah, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just like their other, like, you know, divinity original sin is like that too. So it just, yeah. just seems like a more triple a version of that thing, you know, which right. is fine. You know, I like that. And game since too, we're so. already on this subject to go ahead into the news, uh, Xbox finally figured out how to resolve oh. the problem with Baldur's gate, not showing up on their system. Yeah, it's called cutting uh, a mode. <laughs> yeah, it's called. Maybe you would. It's, let's be honest. If Baldur's Gate three came out and was just a game, and wasn't getting a ninety seven on Metacritic, as was pointed out here, 
and is getting a ton of hype, they wouldn't be changing their minds about letting stuff go in order to have that game released. But because it is, they have See, now decided that they're going to kill the split screen on Series S. That that, and, that makes me think that, like, I don't think it'll be bad, but that gives more evidence, slightly more evidence to me thinking that Starfield might not be, like, the game of the year or, you know, the the top 10 or 10 out of 10 game or anything like that. Like, it'll be, like, eight or nines, not the 10s they want. No. If, that, it, yeah. if, it, if it was the 10s they'd want, they'd just say, fuck it, and, you know, you can only play Starfield here and on PC, you know? No, I, I don't think that has much to do with it because the different – we've seen that series has a problem with split screen, right? Yeah, yeah. Halo, Halo couldn't – the whole reason they dropped Halo was because Series S couldn't do split screen either. At that time, apparently, they weren't ready to – Drop the parody clause or whatever that apparently, like Scott said, Phil well, Spencer didn't even know was a requirement. <laughs> so, there, there have been other yeah. clause or there have been other rules that Xbox has always had that you know they eventually yeah. get rid of. Or you know, remember like the 360, the arcade games were only supposed to be like 50 megabytes, right? And then Castlevania Symphony that was like, no, we need more. And then they're like, all right, well, we're gonna up it to 250 then, and then go from there. <laughs> Yeah, and he also, uh, it's also been pointed out this screen's been dropping fours as well. Yeah, well, of course, if it's not gonna, if it's not gonna run, if it's gonna make it to where you can't release the game on the system, here's the thing, right? They need that game to release on the Series S because that's their highest selling console. They can't not have it released but on Series S. Don't, so, don't you think, I mean, yeah, but don't you think that's kind of painted them in a corner? What, you know, what's, what's great about this week is that we will have various, why don't we just, talk about it. why don't i just put everything in one and then we can just talk about all of this so phil spencer apparently i don't know if he is talking about himself or he's talking about a trend that he's seeing but we've seen it with nintendo as well that the console prices are not going to go down this the switch is almost seven years old has not got down in price at all that never happened until this generation because the components that go on your systems cost too much money. They can't afford to eat more of those hardware costs to bring the price down. Uh, also, because technology is evolving so much faster now that people are I just mean, not making those chips anymore. They, they literally so, made a yeah. $100 lighter switch, the switch light. <laughs> yes, but it's not the same thing as the main switch, the one that goes into your TV. Sure being cheaper right and they even made a more expensive oled for 50 more dollars so um that's what's interesting is and the ps5 is doing a price cut in the uk right now but that's because that's where the price was already a hundred dollars more so or fifty dollars more whatever so it's really not that much of a price cut that they're doing uh they're just making it seem like it's a big deal but it's not um and we have seen the series s i think in a bundle go down but that's also the Series S. They can do that. That's the whole reason why he said we needed to have a $300 console because we knew that the consoles are not going to drop in price that much. Um, and yeah, also, but yeah. If it's hamstringing developers, I mean, say what you want about, I mean, I think the PS5 digital only thing is really dumb, but it's still the same console as the PS5, you know, did, you know, disc one, you know? Like the Xbox Series S is such a downgrade, you know, unintentionally or intentionally so that 
it's now screwing up, you know, Forza, Baldur's Gate, stuff right. like that. Well, I, I think that like we've seen with both of these games, uh, Microsoft just has to be and and Phil, Phil, look, let's be honest. I've I've said this many times. It's not like Phil Spencer doesn't talk out of both sides of his mouth or he says one thing and then it quickly will change his tune uh, right. when it suits him. He did that here. There was a parody clause. Yeah. He just wanted to act like he didn't know that there was one so that now he can say that there's not one. But at least they're doing it, right? At least they're saying, look, we got to have the game run on this system because it's the system that most people that are in our ecosystem own. So if we got to drop various modes, then we got to drop them. Um, whereas when prior, when Baldur's Gate was in development and when Forza was in development you know, earlier, Apparently that wasn't a thing that they were willing to do. Now that it's, now that it's like, oh, this game is not going to come out at all on your system. Oh, okay, we'll we'll drop it then. Yeah. Um, more developers are going to have to start strong arming them and telling them, look, it's not going to come out on your on that system at all if you don't uh, drop this mode or that mode uh, or do something. Right. Uh, the compromise for Baldur's Gate. Now I don't know if there's a compromise for Forza at all because it's a Microsoft first party game, but for Baldur's Gate, the compromise is that you'll be able to do cross-save and cross-progression with the Steam version. So, uh, or if it does, it's like a game that they already have on PC it, Game Pass or Yeah, whatever. I was going to say it now, happens. Like, it's just kind of rare. Or, yeah. You know. <laughs> like, yeah, is that, but it's a third-party game. It's not a Microsoft game, right? It's yeah. like they're allowing this because they need people to buy it on this on this system. And it's also coming out. What hopefully by before the end of the year, when people have yeah. already made the choice to buy it on PlayStation. So I, I, I imagine yeah. the I mean the PS5 version is out in like a few weeks. I think it comes uh, out the same day as Starfield. Yeah. yeah, I imagine the Xbox One is behind, but they already had that build, you know, ninety five percent done already. Right, they're just waiting for them to say to finally go fuck it, take it out. So I would say like November, maybe. I'd say I'd say earlier. I'd say probably maybe October. I mean, you think so? Yeah, we'll see, I guess. But uh, it's Scott's like it'd be hilarious if it comes out the same week as Super Mario Wonder and and Spider Man, right? <laughs> so uh, who's going to be buying that when they already bought it on the other system, and then they can play one of those games? Uh, so I, I was going to ask you this question of: Does it make sense then? that you need to have could we see well i mean obviously playstation is the the market leader so they don't necessarily have to do that but i can also see why microsoft didn't do what what um sony did because they already had they already did that once and it bit them in the ass right with the number of the xbox one sad right yeah uh, so they chose not to do that they chose to do that but we're going to make it cheaper and it's going to be more in line with sort of what's and not, I guess, what PlayStation decided to do, which was just knock $100 off and make a digital version. Right. Uh, I, you know, somebody brings up the the issue of like, well, whenever GTA 6 comes out, I don't know if we'll be in this. We'll be at the end of this uh, generation cycle when GTA 6 comes out. So I don't think that it will matter so much. I don't, um, I don't think so. You think so? I you, no, I said I don't think so. I think GTA Six will probably come out, if not next year. I mean, pretty probably pretty early in twenty twenty five. Okay. Uh 
but I would say probably twenty. I would say next year probably. Uh, I'd say twenty twenty five is more of the. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely going to be a problem. The more that games right. get bigger, and you really do start leaving the PS four and Xbox One behind, which we're already starting to see, right? Uh, it's very small the number of games that are starting are still coming out, and it's mostly like you know sports titles games that were already really well in development yeah like like or yeah or like games that aren't full you know pushing their full weight like persona 3 reloaded or whatever the fuck that's yeah. called you know it, yeah or like reloaded. the new yakuza game it's like yeah that'll run in any of <laughs> well it's built on that same right yeah that's why like a dragon so yeah uh do, do you think that this will change like going forward as far as like when they think about the next gen after this gen, if they do release a console still, do you think they still try to do the two console thing or they go back to just one? I think they'll try to do two, but I think it'll be, it'll be the same kind of problem of one will be drastically less powerful than the other. And it'll be a bottleneck for some developers. I mean, it'll, it'll obviously be good for a few years, but that's just like how the Series S was. You know, it was fine for you know three years, but now it's come. Now developers are really hitting that, hitting those rocks where they can't get mo- some modes working correctly. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I think it matters a lot. Of the Switch was able to get past some of this because it was such a seller that people figured out how to make it work. Right, or they just said straight up, "Look, we can't make your game on your." And Nintendo well, was like, "The Switch, All has, right. lot, the Switch yeah. has a lot more compromises, you know. Like you can get Control or Resident Evil Four or Two, or, or I think it's Resident yeah, Evil Seven. The Resident one, one of those, yeah, like those streaming streaming games. It's like that's not an ideal way to play that game at all, but it technically works. Or they, they like, could do that too." on there but they don't want to because they want it to be a feature of game pass so you can play it on cloud if you want to but they or, still want you to go to play it on the system or you have games like you know doom eternal like that's a very surprising port that technically works but yeah. you, you got a lot of people, smart people at id who made it work you know or witcher 3 or yeah. yeah and they're able to downgrade the game enough to make it work i mean no offense but you know, you're not no, going to use people the know that. On, yeah, this Witcher three on yeah. Switch with PS5 or PS4. <laughs> yeah, people people know that if you're buying it on Switch, I mean, most yeah. People. Uh, so, I mean, I think that, I, I think they, they their idea of wanting parity, you know, that's a that's a noble goal, but that's not realistic when it comes to tech, technical limitations. Yeah, and I, the thing is too, it's like there's certain technical limitations that they can they can do right okay the game can run 60 frames it just has to run it can't run 4k but it can run you know 1080p or whatever or um it can run uh 4k but it has to dip the frame rate like they could do things like that which will provide parity but as they've already decided for this you're gonna have to just make the decision of there's certain things that you can't do the parity with um, now, if the game can't run at all, I don't know about that. And th- and that's where I agree with the developers in that, well, now we have to kind of spec for almost like a PC. We have to 
we have to spec for like the lowest common denominator. So this can't be as great on the Series X yeah. as it could be because we're having to make sure it also works on the Series S. Um, so, and apparently at Gamescom, like off the record, everybody is taking a shit on the system. Yeah, people were pissed with the Series so, S. So. So, um, that sucks for Microsoft as far as like people don't want to have to be doing that. It's already hard enough to make games for three or four different systems. Then you add one in your own ecosystem that people have to make things. It's not, it's not great. Right. But I did want to bring up his thing about, we wanted to make sure we had a $300 system, right? At the time, the switch is also $300. It still is $300. The regular one is $350 for the OLED. Um, the new one is supposedly going to be four. And that, and even then, they're still taking steps to make sure it can be $400 and that they're not doing an OLED, they're doing an LCD with that one and, and whatever. Does, does that have a, a purpose? Like, do you feel like we should be still thinking about that? That we should try to get the console the lowest price possible? Or do people just kind of need to get in their head that $500 to $600 is the new normal? I think they have to get in their head that it's a new normal, considering you know everything else has gone up in price. Like, I mean, five hundred dollars for the PS5 when you compare it to some past game or past console prices isn't even that crazy. Look, look at the uh, fucking Neo Geo uh, MVS or whatever. I think it was the MVS. That was the home console one. That was seven hundred dollars. Nice thing long. Good luck with that. That was like nineteen ninety four. Right. So, and I mean, you can't, you're not going to have a console like, it's like, oh, this is a $2,000 console. It's like, well, for that price, I can just buy a fucking PC and run everything on it, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, Scott brings up that at least it wasn't $600, like the PS3. Yeah. So, and at least, um, the, you know, the PS5, I don't know about yours, but like, it's not overheating like crazy and it's not yeah i didn't have any of the problems that people were saying that final fantasy 16 was making their their ps5 overheat and whatever i've never had one problem with that that game at all right um and i also agree with you scott i will also not forgive square for putting kingdom hearts one and two as cloud port instead of making them work on the system i understand three but one and two should have been playable on that system that's ridiculous to me uh but uh, you know, we do, he, do, um, not Scott, but, uh, our other Twitch commenter here is bringing up the whole, the thing that happened with, um, Redfall, right? Where they, they show a game running on PC and then say it's running on the system and then it's not running on the system, uh, when you actually buy the game. So it runs worse, uh, which yeah. that's a known, that's always a known thing. That's always deceptive advertising though, where they have like, oh, this was captured from a PC right the smallest text imaginable on the bottom of the screen you know yeah but I, it's understandable they do that because right again most people have the series s so you can't tell them it runs at this and then they buy it on the series s and it doesn't run at that so they kind of have to play a little bit with that unfortunately um but i i kind of agree with you in a way in that people kind of have to i understand the switch because of its technical limitations right What's the point of charging $450 if it's still something that's at most running PS4 and Xbox One games? Right. So why not try to make it as cheap as possible when you can do that? 
But when you're trying to say that you are next gen and you're putting a system out that is technically less next gen, but is going to be a problematic when you truly get into next gen, that is not next gen at that point. Um, and that's where Microsoft needs to understand that like, yo, you're the loser. We get it. You need to find a way to get people to buy your system, buy into your ecosystem, buy into your what you're selling. But hopefully by then, they will have gotten the numbers out of Game Pass that they want or whatever it is that they're, you know, whether they're selling the little dongle or they're putting all the apps on your TV or whatever that gets people to buy into Xbox and they don't have a console. Maybe by then they're just, hey, here's our one console. You want to buy it? Cool. It's $500 or $600 or whatever the hell. And if you don't, we have all these other options that don't include making a system that is going to, you know, hurt your games later on. Play Forza and have it look, have it look like it's running through an Atari 2600. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but sure. Um, it's that, not that like, bad. That'll be the native TV app for the Xbox uh, game. Pass. Mm-hmm. Be like, if you, wanna, if you just want to run this, Xbox game on a Samsung key smart TV. It's like it's gonna look like a SNES game. Have fun. <laughs> yes. Um that's exact exactly what's so uh Microsoft was also in the news because they finally did it. They made the concession that the CMA has been wanting for a long time. Yeah. Uh in this lucrative cloud gaming uh scenario that they didn't want to give up at first. You know, that they held up with CMA for, you know, let's see if this actually is what happens, what gets it passed. Because the CMA said that they are officially blocking the original deal. Now, this hasn't gone through to the cat or whatever. And and they're obviously avoiding it going through to the tribunal because that'll delay it past the October 18th deadline. This is also that it they don't get past that October 18th deadline. Then they have to do another extension or they possibly have to pay the $3 billion, whatever. So the whole terms of this is that Ubisoft is going to have global rights to Activision Blizzard, or I don't know if it's just Activision, uh, cloud games, except for in the EU area, because they met the demands of the EU. Uh, and, and Ubisoft decides which games will show up on, on game pass cloud and which games don't Microsoft now, will have no bearing on what gets put on the cloud, even in the United States, by the way. So it's funny that they went through this whole process of, uh, you know, oh, we don't want to give up cloud. Cloud is important, but it's actually not that important. We're trying to we're trying to prove to you that it's not that important. And I think this finally proves that it's not that important because they just gave it to Ubisoft at a 15-year deal. Do you think that now, finally, they can put this to bed? I mean, yeah, probably. At least until like eight years on the road when, when Microsoft says we're gonna we're gonna buy Ubisoft. That'll be interesting. I don't know how tense it's gonna feel about giving up their ten percent or whatever it is that they own It'd in Ubisoft. Be fine. I mean, like um, pay them off. You know, they don't care. But, but yeah, I could totally see that happening. Where it's just like, hey, uh, Ubisoft, you know, how about we just buy you? Like, but yeah, I mean. I guess it's good they finally find a solution. You have to wonder, like, how many other companies did they try to go through? Like, did they try EA or did they try 
you know, whoever else left. <laughs> yeah. THQ. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely not Embracer Group because who knows how long they're going to be hanging on there. And there really wasn't that many options, like you said, right? EA or Sega. Um, Ubisoft is probably, yeah, Sega. <laughs> You know, I wonder if they did offer it to EA because they already have the the, the EA yeah. Play yeah. thing. I wonder if there's something in this for Microsoft, though, aside from that. Like, does Ubisoft Plus wind up becoming part of Game Pass or something? Uh, I assume I, so. I, I, I just wonder if there is something here. I, I assume so, because no one cares about Ubisoft Plus. Well, I think a lot of people just don't even know that you can get yeah. <laughs> the games day one. But see, the thing is, like, Ubisoft Plus is like for the absolute, maybe like you, hardcore Ubisoft fan that winds up playing all their games. Uh, but most people are not that. So, like, they like Assassin's Creed or they like Far Cry or they, you know, they insert, you know, Rainbow Six or something, but they're not going to buy a whole subscription, which is technically overpriced for what it is, uh, just for that. So, right. I wonder if that's part of this, is that at some point Ubisoft Plus will become part of Game Pass, much like EA Play is, and then it won't matter because eventually it will come anyway as part of the deal. So they could do that, right? After this gets passed, they could do something like that. We'll see if perhaps once everybody passes this, or I guess the UK, and then I don't know what's going to happen with the FTC now, you know, what's going to end up, you know, uh, <laughs> I think it'll, I mean, it'll pass and everyone else is winning to give it the okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently also I forgot to mention this. You is also now trying perhaps wanting to backtrack because Ubisoft is now involved. They're worried about Ubisoft getting to charge whatever they want. Uh, so I don't know this, this is such a interesting thing, but that's the thing is that, the EU wasn't involved in this, so Microsoft would then just be charging the Game Pass price. So I don't, I don't know. Um, the CMA is is gonna have to look at it again from the beginning. So they're hoping that it passes before that October 18 deadline, but it may not. And then we'll have to go through all this all over again. Uh, like Scott brought up that now because of that Game Pass core thing, much like PlayStation did with ending ps now where they get to inflate the ps plus numbers now xbox will be able to inflate the xbox game pass numbers and i don't know if that's going to help them at some point or another be able to say look at how many users we have uh let's do more with this or be able to do the thing where they don't have a second console because they feel like they have enough game pass users whatever that is um We'll have to see what all this comes down to, but obviously they won't have as many if they don't get to have this Activision Blizzard deal passed because they're trying to to do everything they can to get this to work. Let's see if that ends up backfiring on them or or this finally is the thing that makes it all work at the end. Uh, we did bring up the story last week about the Xbox 360 store going down uh, in a year from now, basically, and Phil Spencer did comment about that. He said he'd love to figure out a way to get those 220 games to be able to be playable still. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm sure they're plenty playable. It's just, you don't have, they don't have the rights to run it or you, you guys shut down your backward emulation, you know, no, they didn't. Or... They opened it again. Remember? Oh, uh, 
but he, you know, he did bring that up. He said, how many of these are on PC? You know, it doesn't mean that you have to be able to play them on Xbox. I know a lot of people want to be able to play them on their Xbox, but uh, do you think that they'll really try to try to make this work? Do you think that they could do something like maybe give people Steam codes or uh, then give them Steam codes? Yeah, not gonna or like some you know some kind of PC code. No, I I mean I don't think they care. You know, because it's such a long time. I mean, I think the I think the correct thing what they should honestly do is basically build a Xbox 360 emulator for PC and pull in your profile and then run whatever you want and then paywall it. So oh, I can only use the emulator when it's on, when you're subscribed to game pass or whatever, but have it. Uh, I mean, you still have to I'd probably relicense all those games. Not, but... not necessarily. I mean, if they were native PC apps, sure. But if it was literally like a virtual Xbox 360 environment, probably not. Yeah. I don't know that they would go that far. Like I see, no, of more... course not. I see but, this more as lip service by Phil Spencer. I don't think that they're really. Oh, or it. it'll be like, yeah. oh, we we got you know Bastion working on on the current console. Here you go. Yeah, could I see them possibly reaching out to some of these companies or you know indie developers or whatever and saying, hey, what do we got to do to get the game to work on right Xbox One Series S? You know, is it? And they go through the motions, and if it's worth it, then but you know stuff like Darkstalkers Resurrection, like that's a great game, but they don't care. Uh, Capcom and, could also get that re-release it, couldn't they? Or, didn't they release it as part of that collection or whatever? Uh they released Darkstalkers, but I mean, Resurrection was like the like Iron Galaxy ported version where they oh, actually okay. they they did some work to it. Uh so they probably have to like relicense with them, which I'm sure actually wouldn't be like that big of a deal. But you know, it's a just it's more about does Capcom even care? You know? Yeah, but sometimes you have to wonder if they do with with some of those older fighting series that isn't Street Fighter, and you know, right? Uh, how would someone play Guitar Hero and Microsoft X Plus not be responsible for paying the artist royalties? I don't think that, well, Guitar Hero I don't think is part of that. The the ones that doesn't work. Uh, this is like the digital store. So technically, well, it's more like how will you yeah. be able to buy new songs? And it's like, well, right. you won't, you know, like, yeah, you won't. I mean, have, yeah, it'll have whatever you have in the disc. And it's like, you better, you better hope you like those songs <laughs> or, or you get a hack 360 and then you can put in whatever you want. <laughs> if only Microsoft could convince Van and Anko to get their games from Xbox 360 or to get backwards probably. I agree. Yes, some really great 360 titles, especially that are missing there, that should be working backwards compatibility. Uh, but yeah, I, like that's why we saw, uh, at least with Rock Band. Now, Guitar Hero, that's a whole different thing because those games were made in a different era. And until they try to make that new game that they made, they try to make it like a streaming service. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't work. Right. And let's be honest, Rock Band is only around right now. Because Epic bought them, because right. they were probably going to start not providing DLC anymore for Rock Band Four if Epic didn't start bankrolling them. So I mean, I'm honestly surprised they're still doing it. So well, no, because Harmonix is is providing music for other things. That's for, probably yeah. part of the deal, right? Like Harmonix said, okay, if you keep 
funding Rock Band 4 to where that can still be a thing and people can still play it and there's still DLC, then we will do all this other stuff and then they both, you know, there's money exchange for, for the Rock Band people. And Because let's be honest, I mean, Harmonix, what else do they really have at this point? Um, they had that card game that no one cared about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was kind of interesting, honestly, but it's just like... They had, yeah, <laughs> they had that shooter that no one cared about, and they killed off before it got released. That, that yeah, <laughs> uh, I love the um, Fantasia game on the Connect, but that sadly the Connect is is dead. Um, and Dance Central was great too, but again, the Connect is dead. So, uh, so yeah, um, the, the backwards compatibility thing is always funny. Uh, we'll talk about that also when we talk about the PlayStation Portal. Uh, I guess we should go ahead and get in that now. That PlayStation. Last week, I was calling it the Project Q still. It has a name now. It's called the PlayStation Portal. And it's $200. And they make sure that you know three different times in this PlayStation blog that it is remote play only. Again, I'm going to say it's remote play only. You cannot stream games from PS Plus onto that thing. You cannot cloud play anything. It is remote play only. You have to own a PS5 in order for this thing to work. So you got, you got uh, your pre-order in, right? No, because it is $100 too expensive. Now for sure. If they would have told me that I could cloud stream games that are on PS Plus, I would possibly think about it. But nah, man. Why the hell am I going to freaking... Look, listen. Yo, uh, the people that are reviewing this thing like Greg Miller that actually has a point because he remote plays all the time. Go for it, dude. Go for it. That's the only purpose of this. And they bring this up in the blog. If you have somebody or kids or whatever that takes up the only TV you have in the house, or, you know, you don't want to be away from everybody playing video games on because you know, Hey, you got families. People don't want you stuck in a room all day. Um, let's be realistic. They want you to be around everyone. So you remote play, right? Okay, cool. That's that's a cool purpose. I still think that just for that, it's still a hundred dollars too expensive, um, because you're you're making people have to own the proprietary big console that already costs five hundred five hundred fifty dollars, and then they got to buy this. So, I mean, I guess they don't have to. They can just buy the backbone and play it on their phone. But it, I just this is for the people that just have money to waste. And I feel like they really could have tried to do something with it. Yeah, but it would have yeah. upped the price. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, you want it to be able to stream games. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. But that they literally have to, like, build it to be like, you know, a little, like, the Steam Deck or, you know, something. Yeah, but, and, and thank you for the joke. I like that. Saying it three times only aggravates the hackers. We'll figure out how to solder a Raspberry Pi or whatever onto it. Yeah. How long do you think it's going to take for this gets hacked? can this be hacked because the well, game has to be installed on your console so you can't just you have to trick the console into thinking that you installed the game on there to in order to play it so i mean the ps5 has already been hacked a little uh so this could just be like another vector to get into it i guess assuming you're on the like right firmware uh but i imagine that this will require like later firmware than what is available right um but you know, it could happen. I see this thing being more hackable than the you know the actual PS5, but again, yeah. it's 
it's not like oh it's a it's a little mini ps5 and a chip or you know no because it's literally just a network device with a screen attached to it and some uh, an ugly controller bolted on yeah but uh, like for me if you're going to make it a point that you are now investing in cloud right and you're going to say that cloud is a big thing for us and whatever like I don't I don't understand if you're going to charge the $200. So you're charging $100 because of the controllers and then $100 for the screen? Like well, why not go I, ahead and add the cloud stuff to it unless you're trying to make this the least hackable thing possible and that's what you're trying to do here. It's make it so people can't hack this too. Again though, like if they added cloud support, like it might be the cost of a switch thing. You know, they it might you know add on $100. It's well People aren't going to do that, you know? Yeah. I and Scott's saying that, you know, once they hack it, they'll be able to put Android OS on it, which it already has a version of Android OS on it, but it's not the one that can obviously get Game Pass, the PlayStation Plus streaming to work on it. I mean, that's um, the same thing as a Switch. Like, it has, you yeah. know, a really ghetto version of Android on it that, oh, it's like to actually get to Android, you have to, you know, jump the controller pins, which, you know, so I'm sure this thing will be hacked, not immediately, but enough people will probably get it and right. screw around with it and MVG will release a video going, oh, if you attach this wire to it, then you can boot into Android's recovery mode. And <laughs> Yeah. I Look, I, I liked... Uh, <laughs> can I watch Netflix? Uh, I think not. There's no... You know, actually, that's installed on your console. Yeah. Could I mean, you watch that? Why not? Yeah, I guess you could, right? Um, I guess you could. Yeah, as long as it's the app that's installed on your console and like I mean, you're yeah. you're poo-pooing this thing, or you're naysaying it, but like, you live in a house with multiple other people, you know. I can already don't... do that on my phone. Yeah, but your phone yeah. isn't an ideal thing. No, it's you don't not. Have, but because you don't have the fucking controller. <laughs> but I can do you. I can use like I do with Max Bus all the time. I have the phone hooked into the thing that holds my controller, and I literally just play it sitting there. It's like it's easy as hell. It's, you know, now on the phone, it's um, my phone itself cannot play the cannot even use the PS4 controller. It's not uh, I think you have to have Android 10 in order to use the PS4 controller. So I have to use my my hands or whatever. Yeah. Which that I agree. I can't play anything but an RPG on it with that. But it, I don't I don't really uh, again, I think it does have that use case, but it's just I still feel like. They could have, if they were really going to only make this remote play. I mean, who knows? They, they could yeah. release an update that lets you do cloud play down the road. They could, yeah. Once or, they actually, like, really do this, you know. Or they release, like, a new version of this thing that has, oh, you know, this has a small CPU in it that can help facilitate cloud gaming or whatever, yeah. you know. Or this becomes, like, the PS TV and it gets discounted very quickly and then it will be the $100 it should be. Right. I mean, hell, yeah. I got my PS TV for like twenty. <laughs> yep, that's how I got it too. I got got it for twenty bucks, and then by you, then you, you still have it. No, I don't have it because I never. I was gonna get a. Um, I don't remember what happened. I wound up like losing it somehow. Oh. So because it's funny because those you know those things. I think they started at two hundred. I think or maybe a hundred. You know, they got blown down to twenty, and now they're now they're like collector's items again, or not people want them. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I mean, technically, it is a PSP, right? Uh, yeah, like there's, well. there's one on there's one on eBay, or you know, the eBay prices are like one thirty five. Yeah, 
It's like, what? <laughs> but, um, yep. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how well this does. I'm assuming that they are, this is totally like Scott said, this is a companion to the PS5. I'm assuming that they're not expecting people to just go out in droves and buy this. But I do yeah. wonder if it just, if they wind like up the, discounting it. Yeah. Just like the PSVR 2. <laughs> Well, PSVR 2, which the PSVR 2 does not work on this, by the way. <laughs> so, um, just in case anyone's wondering. So we were talking about hacking. Um, a console that does have a problem with getting uh, emulated a lot is the Switch. So Nintendo's been on this for what seems like since the Switch started its life, has been on this tirade of trying to destroy everything and anything that could possibly help emulation continue for this system uh especially because now there's well not now there's a thing that basically unlocks the you know other people's key uh, called lockpick um so you can make switch games work on an emulator uh you go buy somebody's somebody else's key off the internet it you download it and then it makes it to where you can you can use your your own games actually that you already own, create backups, and then play them on your PC through an emulator. So Nintendo said, ah, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go hire Denuvo to be middleware, and it's going to actively block you from being able to emulate a game. Uh, I don't know if this is gonna be backwards compatible where any dev that wants to use it can then use it on a game that's already been released, or if it's gonna be for games going forward. Um, but it is a tool that, that developers can now use uh, to prevent piracy. How well, and, and, and also this has also allowed Nintendo to continue to keep uh, taking down Android emulators and all that stuff for the Switch because they're also using Lockpick and whatever other thing. Right. So do you think that this solves their problem? No, because Geneva can get cracked too. <laughs> How long do you think it's going to take for... There are Denuvo games cracked within like 45 days or even up to like one week. Depends on how many people are hitting their head against it. But I think the I think the use case against like how many people are really emulating Switch games? Apparently, well, yeah. The thing is like that's the problem, right? Is that the people on Twitter and threads and social media are just loud voices, but they have to see numbers. They have to see something that is leading them to believe that there are enough people emulating things in order for them to come in here and stop this. Now, the thing is, I think what really grinds their gears is the creating backups of games you already own. Thing. Right. And this is what they really what they want to stop. They don't want people emulating games they already own because then it puts those games out there more copies of those games out there for other people that don't own the games to then emulate them as well so i i remember look they 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 killed they destroyed gary bowser's life to make it to where you couldn't emulate older games so what do you think they're going to do for games that can still be bought on a system right now so like yeah they there has to be numbers that they're seeing. I don't there has to be enough of a problem for them to be like, yo, we're just gonna sh-, like Scott said, we're just gonna try to shut down the entire emulation scene so this is never a problem again. I don't know if that's yeah. possible, but no, yeah. it's not at all. I mean, they can try to it'll just force people to go deeper underground 
but the, the information will still be out there in an easily shareable Google Doc or whatever, or yeah, uh, the you know whatever GitHub repository. <laughs> and do you think that this hurts Nintendo at all to constantly be going and and doing things like this? Does this hurt their image at all, or just? I mean, yeah, but they don't care. Yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> That we brought this up many times. Like even Nintendo itself doesn't do it, it doesn't because it constantly tries to nickel and dime you. They didn't do the virtual console this generation to their credit. <laughs> the excuse me, the Switch online thing, you don't really hear about games being removed from that thing. Um I mean, yeah, but but yeah, I mean yeah, it, yeah it's it's all a matter of because most of the games on that thing are Nintendo owned or right. They're not going to come up. It's like Microsoft removing their other than Forza that has licensed tracks, uh, yeah. removing their own or, stuff, but, or they're, you know, the games are like partner partner games, but they're good partners or they're still around. So, right. Um, yeah, I just, I think it does hurt them. Like, like in the image of, I guess, hardcore fans or people that are trying to preserve video games, because really there's, in some ways, like we're seeing with these 220 games that, you know, are not going to be on the 360 store. And that who knows how many games on the PS3 and PSP and PS Vita store and how many Nintendo 3DS and, and Wii eShop games that are no longer in existence. The yeah. only way to play those is through emulation, right? So or, emulation I mean, or has a purpose. Emulation right? or in like really straight piracy. Right, literally. But like that's the thing that even when even when they go in and put these old games on there, what are they doing? Right, they're using an emulator. Right, right. So trying to remove all of this stuff from being able to be online is a detriment, and and it, it's going to get to the point where you remove all the stuff that people are not going to be able to just easily access it. I guess. But you are then removing these games that are not playable right now, as, as we as we keep bringing up. Only thirteen percent of games are playable on modern consoles. Yeah. So, what does that say? You you keep doing stuff like this, you won't be able to play anything close to that eighty-seven percent of games that are not playable. So, it's like, uh, man. I don't know if this is ever going to become a thing for gaming where we care about preservation at all. No, um, because all the yeah. all the companies are against it. So the ESA is also because the ESA doesn't actually lobby for consumers; it lobbies for the game companies. Yeah, exactly. They don't. That's the thing that they don't. They don't care. Um, you know, Nintendo. Nintendo. For every time that they do hurt themselves, something else comes along that absolutely just wipes it off the floor. So, uh, you know, they have the bad backlash for Pokemon, but then. The Mario movie comes out, and who gives a fuck, right? Uh, you know, Legend of Zelda comes out. Who cares, right, about any of the negative stuff that comes out for them? Because we got a new Zelda to play. We got a whole new Mario movie to play. We got or Mario movie to watch that Barbie just beat the record for amazingly. Uh, you know, so it doesn't it's like Nintendo. I don't. I don't know whatever else they have to do to to hurt their image at all, they'll find something to make people forget that. So um, it doesn't matter. Um, this stuff sucks, I guess, for people that are trying to emulate the right way. But for those that are just doing it to pirate, I guess it stops them from doing that, which that's positive in a way. I mean, I don't really, I don't really think there's a right way to emulate. I mean, it's like, it, 
Well, if you're creating backups of, if you're creating a copy of a game that you already own, just in case something happens to that game, then yes. If you're doing that so you can go trade it into GameStop, then no. I mean, right? Like, when when have you ever like backed something up or felt the need to? Like, I don't know. Uh, I I could see it with the discs, right? Because the discs have a tendency of getting the system itself will. There, there, I mean, yeah. There's disc rot, or you know, discs are semi-fragile things, but not you know the carts. Yeah, switch. Yeah, switch SD card or whatever the fuck it is. Like, you know, unless you lose it, and then it's like, well, that's your own fault. You know, it it didn't break. It's very rare that a cart itself would just not work. Right. It's usually the system that stops it's like, working. Yeah, unless it's like submerged in water for the past week or something, you know. Yeah. So uh, that's I mean the I don't about those so durable. <laughs> I think there 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 is a somewhat of a case for like, oh, now I can play Tears of the Kingdom on PC running at sixty frames per second in four K or ten eighty P or whatever. But it's like that's obviously not what Nintendo wants you to do. Yeah, they're so, not making PC versions of these games for a reason. <laughs> So, right. Um that's that's the thing. Uh just really quick, uh, because I'm running out of time here. Uh the indie the, there's this uh indie no mercy uh spiritual sensor called Ultra Pro Wrestling that's being made. It was originally supposed to be part of this like Scottish pro wrestling company, but they stopped they backed out. But because they have been working on this for like two years, they said, ah, screw it, we'll just do Fire Pro. And make fictional characters, and then they added a bunch of real wrestlers as yeah. DLC. <clears throat> and it's actually cool because some of them have passed away, like Dynamite Kid. Um, I think uh, a buck did Buck Bagels as well. Um, a while ago, yeah, th- you know. So, and I mean, I guess technically, unfor- unfortunately, um, you know, rest in peace, Ray Wyatt and Terry Funk as well. I know. Buck Bagels still week. around, actually. Um, so, you know, that's uh, Mr. Mr. Wonderful Paul Ondorf is another one that has passed uh, for sure. That's a free agent wrestler, right? Uh, and they're going to be in this game and you can buy them as DLC and the money goes to them or their families directly, right. which is actually kind of cool. Uh, you don't see that uh, very often. So that's yeah, cool. That's good. Um, you know, uh, most of these are, you know, 80s or 90s wrestlers. From like right. back in the day, you know, Sandman, Tito Santana, Jake the Snake, uh, Gangrel. He's still wrestling, technically. Um, Blue Meanie, Al Snow, whatever. I, it's it's a big list. You can go find it. I don't, you know, they're also trying to get people to that are, I guess, free agents now that uh, are, I guess, possibly indie wrestlers that want right. to be on this. Uh, sure. they, I mean, would, they would make them on here as well. So Yeah, why not? Because it's by like a small cost to them. But, you know, if yeah. someone really wants to play as, you know, whoever, go for it. And it looks fun. I mean, again, No Mercy was one of the best wrestling games ever made. So if you're really making the game uh, like this, then why not? You know, go for it. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was cool that they are identically trying to directly pay uh, the families of the wrestlers. So, um, you know, that's the, uh, and, and I, just to bring up to the old point, you know, he brings up the, what about the Saturn? Isn't it hard to emulate because there's a lot of the consoles don't exist to play the games on? No, the Saturn's hard yeah. to emulate because the architecture is so fucked up. 
Uh, but there actually is a decent enough emulator out there for the Saturn called SSE, I think, or something weird like that. I mean, it ain't perfect, but, I mean, N64 emulation isn't even perfect most of the time. So you take what you can get. <laughs> yeah, and, and Scott and, brings it up, too, that if they had the virtual console like they have on the other two, and they were actually able to make them where you bought the game one time and they kept right. working with the next system that you have from Nintendo, people would have bought more games, right? Yeah. But when you had a DS, a 3DS, a Wii, a Wii U, that you had to buy the games multiple times that eventually made it to where, why the hell am I going to keep doing this? Well, that's why it's funny when Nintendo is talking about their new console and they're like, and we're thinking about finally adding like an account system for the console or for the consumer. So your games might transfer over. It's like, wow, what a, what a lofty goal. Yeah, I know. Right. Like something <laughs> that people have figured out a long time ago. Like we're just now, I mean, they're so behind the, the tech side of things. It's hilarious that they keep, um, but that's what happens when you're like Disney for video games and you make such, memorable games you have such memorable ip that people love that they will just forsake everything else yeah uh to have the newest version of that um what did you think of the, uh, the gamescom opening night live thing any thoughts i, fine, I guess I, I i didn't watch it all or fully but i skipped around a lot you know seemed okay uh yeah. except yeah. for the new mud runner game so is the ends uh I was happy that that Grand Blue game finally got a release date that yeah they managed to get. yeah February first twenty twenty four yeah they, I no. pre ordered that the expensive copy but we'll see if it actually hits I feel like you've had that pre order for like five years now. no no <laughs> I, no because they haven't let you pre order it I mean now they actually okay. have started to but um, I feel like every year we do one of those like most anticipated games or whatever and I feel like for like three years. No, you since had it on like, there. Yeah. It's it's since 2017 cuz that's like when I saw the first trailer. And I was like, "Hey, this looks yeah, neat." Ridiculous. Yeah. And then it only took him six more years. Exactly. That's insane to me. Um uh, some other stuff. Uh Oh, that one game. Oh, what is it? Not Black Desert, but Crimson Desert or something? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious cuz Yen was like this is looking cool up until all that Assassin's Creed shit started happening. <laughs> That's uh, great. Right. Uh, I thought it was it was great, or not great. I thought it was fine if you could skip around, right? Yeah. Uh, to the stuff that you don't care about. Uh, if you're watching it live like Randy was, I can totally see why you feel like you wasted two hours of your life uh, because you're watching a lot of gameplay for games that you don't care about, right? Um, and this is the gameplay show. This is not the announcement show. Uh, right. And they, he did make that a point. He I mean, said this is not going to be the announcement show. They had a few announcements, but yeah, it was nothing like, oh, this is a new Final Fantasy. This is some weird-looking game from Quantic Dream. Yeah. <laughs> People driving cars. Uh, I did like that uh, Alien Hominid is, is getting uh, an HD remaster or whatever. That, I love that game back in the day. Uh, there's oh. a new Star Wars game. Yeah, but not new. It's like getting a remaster as well. Kind of. Yeah, like Dark that. Forces. Yeah, and and the re, the the remastering Turok Three, and it's like, oh, well, boy. one of those is good, yeah, and the other that? one's Turok Three. <laughs> yes. Speaking of speaking of old games, like Alien Hominid, I'll, I'll mention this real quick because I forgot to. Me and Yens tried to play Castle Crashers H. Oh, I love that game back in the day. 
Yeah, it sucks shit. Uh, the online is busted. Oh, okay. Yeah. That follows the trend of many 360 games. Yeah, yeah PS3 were, yeah. games that yeah. don't work on modern consoles, apparently. Like <laughs> Scott Pilgrim or uh, that other one. Uh, I forget the name. It's that stupid first-person shooter that Jens liked. Uh, oh, uh, oh my God. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They yeah. they reviewed it and everything on on Chatsuler. Right. Uh yes. It's uh it's a Ria Go Gotoku. Um I can't, I can't. but anyway, yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um but I I don't know. The only trailer that kinda of, kinda of boring was Fort Solus looked pretty bad and the reviews echoed that. Uh and the crew motor fest looked really boring. Yeah, there's going to be a five hour trial for that game. I'm sure that's going to need that to get people interested. Yeah. Uh, Scott brings up that he tried to play. Yes, we did the same thing. We tried to play Scott program with three friends, and we kept it kept one of us kept uh, getting knocked out, and it made it to where we did not want to play online again. With and that. then me and Jens played it, and we beat the first level. Hit the next, hit the like the button for next level, and it transported us to the end of the game. <laughs> Or to like the last level, and it's wow. like, uh, okay, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know that thing works. Um, so I think that's I think that's gonna be it, unless you had something that you. No, I'm like, excited for Mud Runner or that expedition game, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't think I need to let y'all oh, know that, that game was called Shadow Warrior. That was it. Ah, Shadow Warrior. Okay. I thought it was that like bionic something, not bionic commando, but it's it's like some game that only released on PS3 and 360, and it didn't ever get brought over here, oh. brought over to the other consoles. I can't think of the name. Right. And it, but, I don't know. Um, but yes. So, I, 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 although one last thing, I thought that Wukong trailer is funny, just because of how much Dragon Ball shit or you know. Journey to the West shit that they're coming out with nowadays. Yes, and it's like there are more. Chinese books out there, people like, <laughs> hey, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat there, right? Ah, uh, so if you're not playing Sea of Stars, which again is out right now, you can go play it right now. Uh, you can go play that Daymare 1994 Sandcastle game, which again is like a Resident Evil 4 sort of homage game that, that I talked about last week. So, if you hear my thoughts on it, listen to the show last week, I thought it was fine. Uh, the Samba de Amigo Party Central is out on Switch as well. So if you're looking for a rhythm game to play, there's one right there. And they are going to have DLC uh, for that game, too. So, yeah. Uh, uh, Excitebyte64 is hitting the Switch online as well. If you, I, I remember you that know. being not great. It, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't, but... I guess if you're happy about that, then right. go for it. Um, I shouldn't have to, like again, tell you that you can go buy that expensive-ass edition of Starfield and play that before the next time we have a show, uh, if you want to do that. Um, the uh, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which is a like weird-looking action game. Jet, it's, it's the spiritual successor to Jet Grind Radio. Yes, that it's, it looks cool. It, I mean, I've liked what I look saw from it, but we'll see. Yeah, it's gotten decent reviews, or yeah, 
And then, of course, also Baldur's Gate uh, 3 will be out by then, too. So there, there's, you know, two big games to be playing. If you haven't played Baldur's Gate 3 on PC uh, yet, then you can play on your PlayStation. It's funny that Madden came out within the past week or so and got, like, terrible reviews and no one cared. Oh, who's surprised that, like, Madden hasn't been well-reviewed in, like, forever. Right. So uh, I want to know who is uh, excited for that. Um, yeah. So that being said, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Yep. Uh, thank you so much to Scott, and I'm not going to... Other dude. Uh, GZDR <laughs> forever on mm-hmm. Twitch for watching the whole way through uh, and commenting. You guys uh, made it more enjoyable for us here. And, you know, yeah, it, it's it's so much more fun when you guys comment live and are watching and stuff. It uh, gives us a lot more to talk about. But we'll be back next week, and th- we'll have... No. The six is before we do a show again, so or after, so we won't. I won't be able to give you any thoughts on Starfield, but I have more thoughts on Sea of Stars at least, and whatever else is uh, going on in gaming. I'm sure everything will be about Starfield probably next week, uh, yeah. or Baldur's Gate on console or whatever. Uh, but we'll you never know. We sometimes gaming surprises us. We're getting into uh, that fall season where it feels like everything gets. Not as bad as it used to be, but still you get a lot of things get smashed into the season. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. Until then, everybody, make sure you like, subscribe, follow, whether it's on the YouTube channel, W2 Network, or you go find us on audio, video games to the max. You can go listen, find out whenever we do an episode. Uh, Check out all the other things that are part of the network as well. And see you later, everyone.